0: Welcome to the He Shoots He Draws Podcast, the show about photography and design. With your hosts Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of He Shoots He Draws. This is episode number 13, Glenn. I know. Is it, it's, <laughs> it's unlucky for some. But yeah, I'm back. My feet are on British soil once more. I've been Thank away. I know. Oh, <laughs> I've been away for 10 days. We mentioned on the last episode where I've been and what I've done, so we won't go over that again, but it was a really good trip. Uh, definitely well worthwhile being away and did a, did a few bits at Kelby One, which will be coming out soon, which is good. Um, but, yeah, we've got to get back, get on with the show and uh, start putting some more content out. Yeah, we have a schedule to get on with, but we've also
1: got to have a chat and a catch-up.
0: We do. Proper one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we we've kind of that uh, you've suggested a couple of things we could talk about, uh, and we were going to talk about them on the phone, but I said, look, well, hold that, because we can talk about it on the podcast. Yes. Uh, now, the one you wanted to talk about was all about projects and uh, getting ideas and stuff. Now, if you're all right, mate, we'll save that. Yeah. Because I think we'll do a, we'll kind of like throw a, a midweek episode in. We'll do that. But I wanted to talk about something to do with... I know we've, I know we've talked about social media in the past, but this is a slightly different slant. Yeah. So if you're okay with that, we'll do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> we will, but before we do... We've got a few bits of podcast admin to go through. Um, okay. Now, quickly, before we're recording this um, a little bit later in the week than we normally would because Glenn has been working on finishing his next book. So how's that been going? It's actually been going really well. Um,
1: I think I'm expecting to have it all finished by the Tuesday. Um because Rocky Nook thankfully gave me a few extra weeks uh, leeway just to kind of finish it off, because I was ill over Christmas, so that kind of threw my schedule out. However, it's kind of worked out well, because there's techniques that I've put into this book that I didn't even know about before, and they wouldn't have gone in had I finished it a month ago. So there's always a silver lining, Dave, always (laughs) a silver lining. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that finished, so then I can crack on with my landscape stuff, which I'm sure at some point We'll talk more about.
0: There's always added value, isn't there, Are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: always over-deliver. Yes, absolutely. Under-promise, over-deliver. Yep. Um, also, I just want to say today, uh, I was at Kelby One last week and saw a couple of our old friends. Uh, it's actually Larry Becker's birthday today, and it's Corey Barker's birthday tomorrow. So I'm going to give a shout out to those two guys, because happy birthday to the pair of you. Happy birthday, Larry. Happy birthday in advance, Corey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're probably not going to listen to this until next week. So belated birthday wishes, Larry and Corey. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, mate. There's a, there's a, there is a couple of things I want to talk about. But you say you got other, any other admin that you want to talk about? I know we're going to get the website up and running very soon.
0: Yeah, we've got the website coming up. We've got a couple of things we've just set up because we've been chatting over the past couple of weeks to obviously build the podcast make it into something a little bit more than just a weekly show Um, and with that comes cost and it's not that we expect other people to pay for it but being able to generate money for the podcast helps so we've actually got a patreon page set up which basically means you can chip in a dollar five dollars ten dollars a month um, which goes towards us, uh, it goes straight back into the show so we can add more content. And those that do sign up, particularly on the, the like the 10 and $15, there's some merchandise that you'll get as well and speaking of merchandise we've actually now I'm back I've got our notebooks stickers badges so um we'll put some links on social media but uh, for patreon and the merch but yeah we're doing just doing a little pack with a couple of notebooks uh, stickers and a badge for 10 quid uh, or whatever that comes out in dollars at the moment we've only got a limited amount of those so um Uh, yeah we'll be sending those out as the orders come in we've had a few this week already so thanks to those people that have ordered um but yeah they're the main sort of bits to to get out the way really um because it's some things we've been talking about i've got one yeah this episode is sponsored by westcott yeah in association
1: with jp distribution fantastic news really happy about that and we will explain more about it but i want to get on with the show Yes, let's do it. <laughs> right, Dave, uh, we're going to talk about social media. But before we do, I've got an email that I want to read out to you. Now, you, I know I've held off telling you this because I want to see your reaction because obviously I can see you. The folks can't, but I can. Right, This this is is the names have been changed. Or actually, I won't even mention names to protect the innocent. But I got this through the other day, right? Okay, it says, hi, Glyn. I hope you are well. I have a question. Always a bit of a small talk at the start. <laughs> I remember you had a picture of a group of people, like a corporate shoot, Edited in your special way. Your style. Okay. Then goes on to say, I was wondering if I may put this photo on my website. Of course, with your name and credits underneath. You know, here in Austria, people are old fashioned and I try to introduce them into conceptual photography, which sets my work apart from the conventional photographers. That would be great and really help me to get companies as clients. Okay, so there's the email. Okay. (laughs) So basically, what we've got there, Dave, is somebody asking if they can use my picture that I've taken on their website to help them to get clients. How's that going to help them? I've- well, h- how's it going to help them? But, I mean, what the hell? Do you know, I've obviously replied to this person. I'll read out my reply in a minute. But uh, I I was completely, completely sideswiped with that. I thought, how how... How I don't know. How could somebody even consider saying, can I have your picture that I've had nothing to do with? I've not taken this to put onto my site to advertise so I can get work. Obviously, my answer was a, a complete and utter no way, Jose. Yeah. But I just couldn't get my head around it. I really could not get my head around that. I remember I remember ages ago, right? It's kind of similar, but I remember ages ago, uh Tim Wallace, who we know, car photographer, years yeah. ago now, he kind of f I phoned him up. And when I, was the, when I phoned him up, he was in his car. And I said, you are all right? He says, no, I'm not all right. I'm on my way to see somebody. And I was like, what's happened there then? And he said he'd found a guy that had taken all of Tim's pictures and created a brand new website, used his pictures on his website to advertise his own business, no. to try and get clients. And Tim's like, what the hell are you doing? And he says, well, I wanted to use your pictures until I got a bit established, and then I'd use my own instead. No. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. So this I, this reminded me of that, but I just wanted to read that out to you to get your reaction, to see what you think. <laughs> and I'd also be interested to see what the folks think who are listening to this. Glyn at glynjewis.com, if you've got any opinions. <laughs> uh, but just, just unbelievable. Clearly, it's not
0: something you do. No, I mean, I know lots of people... Um like take work i know a lot of people have been called out on social media where they've actually stolen work put it on their website to try and get business and they've done it without even asking which is in the front some people have got on social media is is beyond me but to actually say to you uh i want to use your work to get me business and if people even recognized your photograph it discredits you because it would be what, so Glenn just lets people use his images? So a, a like a bad photographer could get business based on the back of his images. I'm going to
1: say, that I'm always going to look for the positive side of this here. The person who emailed me did email me, all right? So they didn't go ahead and just do that. So there's there's a tick in the box, well done. However, let's erase that tick now because you've completely ruined it by saying, can you use one of my pictures? Think. Let's just think of what that could possibly mean for them. Number one, if they use my picture, and yeah, okay, it's lovely to think that they consider that picture worthy to put on their site that they think would attract companies. That's really nice to hear. Yeah. However, if, the, if you're the person who's using, say, my picture, and let's say you don't know how to do what I did, but you end up getting a client who would then expect you to do something the same and you don't pull it off, what the hell's that gonna do yeah do you know what i mean that's gonna completely ruin you as a photographer they're gonna kind of think what you know what on earth is this look at what look at this other picture here hold on a second that picture on your site isn't from you why is that on there all kinds of issues are going to come from this aren't they
0: yeah absolutely and do you know what who you made me think of then and obviously i didn't know about this email and this is the first time hearing of it it's made me think of peter hurley because peter hurley has his headshot crew, so. Quite often, like Peter's got a very distinctive style of of headshots. And because he's got his headshot crew, you see the people who he develops or mentors or or belong to his group start to learn his techniques. And quite often now I'll see a headshot that I'll think, Oh, it's a Peter Hurley headshot, but it won't be, it'll be a Morris Jager or a you know, one of one of his guys. But it's a distinctive style because they've mastered it. And they use that style and they can get business off the back of it. So from that point of view, if you if you had that similar setup and the guy was able to recreate your look and maybe show your image and one of their images to say, look, here's a style I'd like to shoot. Here's a couple of shoots I've done in that style. Would you like to hire me? Then, yeah, I could absolutely see why you would want your picture used, because it shows the power of your teaching that. Look, I showed you how to do this. You've learned how to do it, and you're getting work from it. It's not. It's it's a look you've developed, but it doesn't matter that someone else creates that style. Because you sell that. You sell that style. You you teach it. You you sell online workshops. So that side of it, I can definitely see a benefit. But just to say, can I use your image to get business? Until, you know, that
1: oh, that's it. It kind of in a way. I suppose, because when I first got this particular client of, to, to end up doing that group of 12, when we first met up and we we're talking about what it is we we're going to do, what I did with them was I kind of came up with a mood board. And I've talked about mood boards, you know, quite a bit in the past. And I grabbed pictures of uh, group photos that have been taken by photographers whose work I really liked. Yeah. Obviously, one of them is going to be Annie Leibovitz. So I showed them a group of these, uh, a number of pictures and said, look, this is the kind of thing I'd like to do with you, but we'll put our own kind of slant on it. So that is different. Because obviously, what I'm not doing there is advertising to get work with this company by putting Annie Leibowitz's pictures on my website. My God, yeah. if I did, I would be—I'd probably be inside now because I wouldn't be able to—I wouldn't <laughs> be able to pay the fines. But did you know what I mean? So to to sort of say to people, this is the kind of stuff I'd like to do with you, with my kind of style. That's fine. But to put somebody else's pictures on your site, I never thought I'd ever experience somebody asking that question. But hey you should never be surprised, I guess. Do you know what no, I mean? I mean,
0: like you say, at least they are. I mean, there's been so many websites and particularly, you know, one of the positives about social media has been that when somebody does steal other people's work, A, it's very quick to find out because you've now got these um, systems online where you can track your own pictures down. But as soon as somebody finds, finds out that something's been stolen, very quickly, you, the community jumps on it, goes for the... Per- I mean, you know, sometimes it's a little bit... Over the top you know all the person's done is naively not really knowing what they're doing um, I genuinely think sometimes the people when they do it they don't actually realize they're doing anything wrong because they're coming at it from such a naive point but there's um if this is a really good little tip actually if you do suffer from this if you do have a lot of work online and you find it being stolen jump onto uh, lynda.com and there's a class on there by a guy called von glitchka. Uh, he's an illustrator, but he's got this really great class where he makes downloads available that basically talks about uh, how people still work, whether it's derivative or whether it's an exact copy. Um, and he's had so many people, he's created icons and, and things for, for work. People have stolen them and he's finding them like as on school, college's Uh, football shirts or um, people using them for for beer and you know big big name products and he makes these forms downloadable and he actually explains to you how to approach the situation so yeah the first point of call how how do you spell his name so it's von glitschka so So it's v-o-n and then his surname is g-l-i-t-s-c-h-k-a von glitschka he's an illustrator but he's got this brilliant class that's all about steel what, how to deal with your work being stolen, and how to approach people, and the legal ways to to actually uh, contact them, and throughout the class, his his lawyer, um, his lawyer actually does. He's used the voice of his lawyer in, a, in like a little cartoon clip, but he asks the lawyer the question, and the lawyer answers the question from a law standpoint. Brilliant. It's a okay, brilliant so my class. Ne- my next question then is because obviously,
1: um, there's a great book and people we know, uh, Jack, Resnicki, Uh, did a book called The Copyright Zone, which is all about protecting your pictures and all this kind of stuff. However, the content of the book, really, I would say, I don't think I'm wrong to say this, is very uh, United States specific. So if you're outside of the United States, the laws are different. It's not going to be that kind of relevant, although it does have some good practices in there. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Where is von von Litschka based? Okay, von is also US-based, and a lot of it is US. But what he explains in the class is, as long as you know the basics you find your own localised version of that authority. And it's just really... At the end of the day, a cease and desist is a cease and desist. It's saying to someone, yeah, yeah. you're using my work, you're stealing it. You either pay for use or you take it down, or if you've created something with it... In fact, this week on social media, there was a story um, about a big clothing company. It could be... I'm not going to say who it is in case I get it wrong. It's a big clothing company. They've stolen an artist's work created clothing with this artist's work on somebody pointed out to the artist hey this big story using your images on children's clothing so the artist has gone to them and said uh hello that's my artwork and you didn't ask to use it and they've come back and gone do you know what we're bigger than you you can try and take us to court but at the end of the day bring it on we're basically Jesus. we're basically going to go ahead and use it because we can win this fight. You haven't got you haven't got the clout to fight against it. It won't be good for the company because people on social media are now attacking the company saying how bad it is and you know stealing work to sell clothing. It's it's a big big a big name company. I, I'm sure somebody like Ed Greenberg who yeah. obviously
1: wrote the copyright zone with Jack. I'm sure that's something he would yeah, I'd really like to fight for that person because <laughs> you know? he's like a he's like a shark, isn't he? He's just. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't let that go. No way.
0: And it's just morally wrong and ethically wrong. And I think it's just sad that that's the way it's become now with the Internet It's just people just take things or, you know, it's like a, a sense of entitlement. Well, I can have that. It's online. It's mine. I'll I'll use it as I see. It's like uh, was it seek. It's easier to get forgiveness than it is permission.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I've used that quite a lot. Sometimes it's easier to uh, apologise than ask for permission. Yeah, definitely. I've used that quite a few times. But it's an interesting topic. It'd be interesting to... I'm glad you've mentioned that Von Glitschke class. I'm I'm also disappointed you've not mentioned it in the past. (laughs) That's going to be a great... I'm going to go and check that out after we've finished on this. Um, But I just, you know, obviously we're kind of going into this maybe more than we planned, but I think... uh, I just wanted to read that email out to you because I, it really kind of sideswiped swiped me, do you know what I mean? Actually, my, my reply, Dave, this was yeah. my reply to this uh, this person. Again, I won't say their name. Uh, their name, followed by, I appreciate you emailing me, but the answer is absolutely no. The only pictures you should use on your website advertising your work are what you do uh, and should not be anybody else's because that is clearly misleading. Yeah. I trust you understand why. Regards, Glenn. And I got a reply back from them saying, no problem with a smiley face. Yeah. Uh, however, I don't know if they listen to this podcast or whatever. However, I will be checking in on their website from time to time.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a, there's a warning. All right? I will be checking in because I've got their URL. I will be checking in on, on that. Yeah.
0: So. No, like you say, fair play to them for asking, but... Um... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people, particularly, well, I think in photography and the design world, because I know I see a lot of it, you know, there's plagiarism and there's copying. And, and I know one of our future episodes is going to be around imitation and learning from that. Yeah, but I think yeah. in this instance, you know, you, we spend a lot of time learning our craft and becoming good at what we do and developing our own styles. And, and just for people to come along and just take that away is shoplifting. It's you know at the end of the day it's it is theft. It's you're taking something you've not put any effort into, just using it for your own gain.
1: Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. But um, Dave, the, the thing that I wanted to really kind of cover because it is relevant because we've got this uh, thing in the EU in the EU now GDPR. The General Data Protection Regulation, which is coming in, uh, officially starts on the 25th of May. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of stuff going on with social media at the moment. You're going to find, and I'm sure you have, as I have, you're going to get loads of emails coming through from uh, companies that you have subscribed to their newsletters, and all that kind of stuff saying, we're now changing our terms and conditions. And basically what you've got to do is you've got to opt in to say... Yes, I'm happy to continue to receive your emails. Yeah. That's what, and, and those folks who are on my email group, they would have received an email from the same. And do you know what I'm really glad about with this is it's, it's kind of like a great way. I'm, I'm seeing this not as a negative, but as a positive. I'm seeing it as a great way of cleaning out uh, my email group. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously there are people there that subscribe at certain points you know, over the last couple of years or so that maybe don't really want to get the emails. They don't open them and all this kind of stuff. This is going to be a great way for me to kind of clean it out because I'll send out a few more emails before the 25th to people who haven't responded or yeah. opened the previous one. And on the 24th at midnight, I'm going to do a bulk unsubscribe for the folks who uh, who haven't responded because then after after 25th, I won't be emailing them. But it's great because then I know generally the people I'm going to be emailing are people who do want to continue to have emails from me. So there's that, there's that coming in. I kind of think I know why I've mentioned that, but that's, that's one thing I mentioned anyway. But the other thing was basically to do with social media. And I know we've touched on social media in the past, uh, but Facebook, yeah. um, and I'm kind of, I think, you know, I've got a proper, not a love, hate, but a hate-hate relationship with Facebook, <laughs> uh, even more so this past week, because I saw a, a small bit, a very small bit of a video which had been online on Facebook, a uh, disgusting video where this sick, perverted individual, and I'm being polite there, uh, has got a baseball bat and he's battering to death a dog which has been chained up. Yeah. I knew that that video was out there. Thankfully I'd not seen the video, but bloody Facebook with its autoplay as I'm scrolling through it started to play. And straight away I thought, "Oh god, that's a video." And I looked away from it. And then I've post, posted to say, "Look, if anybody shares this that's on my kind of group, my friends list or whatever you want to call it, they're gone. They're being blocked and that's it." And that's what I've been doing. Um I don't I don't know if you saw that video. Have you seen
0: the video? Luckily I haven't. I've seen a couple of people mention it. Um yeah, and I'm I'm the same as you. I I don't I don't understand. I I it's it's a tough one because I know why people share it because they think they're helping. It's like highlighting it, but actually, it doesn't help because I, you know I don't want to see that. I don't want my kids walking into my office while I've got Facebook on and seeing it because it's disturbing for them. Why Facebook even allows that stuff to be allowed when you know we we've got friends who who do fashion photography and is this so much? If there's so much as half a nipple showing facebook bans them for a week and yet That's it's right, okay yeah. to share videos like this and and i think given the news lately especially as i've been out in america and seen a lot more of it um because of uh, zuckerberg um with the whole facebook thing is i think i think at the moment social media is having a bit of a a, a tough time that it that it deserves. I think yeah. people are starting to get. At the end of the day, it's a free product. we it's a free service. We're the product because they're harvesting data from us. We give it to them, you know, which we, means it's not free, mate. There's no such thing as a free lunch. No, they are getting stuff from us. A payment in some way, aren't they? They're getting our. Oh, stuff. they're making millions from us. And and the thing is, is we. It's us who give them the information because I was chatting to someone about the whole big brother. Like everyone's watching this, everyone's watching this. But actually it's us that give, it's us that give them the information. You know, we go and put on all these places we go to and we check in and we say what we've bought and, you know, who we're related to and who we're friends with. We deliver that information and what they're doing is they're taking it and trying to make a business out of it. But I think it's got to the point now where we've said on Instagram and Facebook, um, less so on Twitter at the moment, is that, We're being targeted quite heavily, but there doesn't seem to be a great deal of protection and that, you know, our data keeps getting taken left, right and centre and, you know, our movements are being tracked and so we're giving it it to them. But I think people are starting to sit back and go, actually, why do I need all of this social media in my life? And I know you're going to talk about something with Facebook now is it does make you think, what do I use it for? yeah where is the I benefit I kind
1: of feel that with Facebook I like I say I jokingly say I've got a hate hate relationship but i really it's kind of now you mentioned it in a previous episode where some guy I think you'd either spoken to him or you heard him say it uh, that he'd Not start, he'd not used Facebook that particular week and it was the best week it had, or that year, or whatever. I don't know, yeah. Um, but I'm getting to the point now where I feel like, do you know what? I feel like I want to just say, I'm gonna have a month off Facebook to see if it makes any difference at all to my business. Because I had when I posted about this video saying it's disgusting that facebook are allowing this kind of stuff to be visible whereas like you say you know you might have somebody showing just a little bit of a a human body part nipple something like that we're not talking you know genitals Hmm. or anything we're talking a bit of a nipple and they get banned whereas this sick video is allowed by facebook in fact i'll show you i'll I'll read out a little reply i've got here about this as well Hmm. you know do i really want to be part of that do i really want to you know feel like i'm a slave to this thing as well I mean, I'm not happy with this particular company, but why do I feel compelled that I need to have it? And somebody replied to me saying, I wouldn't be on Facebook if I didn't have a business page. So my initial thoughts are, okay, so you've got your business. How much of your business do you rely on Facebook for? Or have you put all your eggs in one basket? That it is all Facebook. Because if you have, that is a really, really dangerous thing to do. Because what happens in the future if Facebook pull the plug on what they've got and they stop? We've made enough money now. We're going to stop. Yeah. Or they change their conditions. You've then put all your effort and time into something that you have no control over. That that is not a good business plan or business business, um, business model. That's why I rely so heavily, and I'm putting so much work, as you know, into my email group or like pen pal group because it's much more personal and it's it, it is me that's generating. I control it, and people can opt in and opt out. Do
0: you know what I mean? So on the flip side of that, I would say um, not devil's advocate here because there there are two sides to it. Is the thing I would say if you've got Facebook is you're going to see most of this stuff on your personal page okay so the question is if you've got a personal page and a business page then what's your personal page for so mine is I'm, a, I'm friends with a lot of people probably more than my wife would be happy with because they're people I've met at events and they get to see my family stuff so from that point of view from a security I'd I, T- I tend to start closing it down. I won't be posting these. Hey, I'm going to cull my Facebook, and if you're not there in the morning, blah blah blah. In the oh, same man. time, you're not going to post anything that says, "Hi guys, I'm taking a month off Facebook," because that's just the look at me, look at me, and then like 24 hours hey I'm back. <laughs> um, but from a business page, I was thinking about this: is what I'd be more inclined to do is just our Facebook, just. Just as a like taking a break from smoking or drinking or 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 chocolate because it is habit forming. I've seen you know we see people all the time we've spoken about it where their heads are just down all the time. In fact, someone told me about a website the other day where people have been taking photographs of kids in awesome places like the Grand Canyon, and the picture is them on their phone and they've got like the Grand Canyon behind them. Wow! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, brilliant. Because we do we're slaves to our smartphones, but. From a business point of view, because I think this depends on what your business is, is leave it live, um, but, but using the power of the notification. So, you know, both of our phones have notifications come up if somebody mentions us or shares something. So I think only it which is like getting emails so i think if you get an email you, you will check it so with the from a notification point of view from a business is if you see something where someone's left a comment or a review on a product or ask the question i think there's the value in keeping your facebook business page open because it's kind of a, a place to get information so quite often i'll go on and say you know oh great product guys really love it when's the next one out it's a good little place to leave that kind of feedback if you're completely reliant on it as a sales uh, shop I think that's a little bit dangerous but I I think there is a distinct difference between personal pages and business pages in terms of content because you're, you're getting this content on your personal page so my recommendation would be take a break from your personal page and focus on the information you then see in your business page because you don't have to respond and you don't have to post but what you can do is monitor and see what people are saying to you or about you if that doesn't seem to be working as well as you'd like then yeah do you need a Facebook page for your business because like you say you've developed a really good mailing list and that's how you communicate Um, I think at the moment Instagram and Facebook because they're owned by the same people there's a lot of advertising there's a lot of kind of more junky content in fact i think facebook's becoming more like myspace because all it is now is bright colored posts with silly questions like what's your favorite flower go you know which i think is rude um or you know memes and all these sayings of you know if it's hot don't touch it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just feeling, it's a, it's becoming like MySpace used to be animated GIFs and colours and everything so it's kind of dumbed down a bit and that's how I find it a bit tiresome at the moment it's just not it's not what I'd like it to be but again that's down to the amount of people on mine you know if you had 10 people that you value you'd only get the content from those 10 people
1: yeah i don't I, I, this is this is the reply there's a friend of mine called uh, ben clement that i know from over in the netherlands because he he saw me do the post about this particular uh video dave and he said oh yeah he's seen it before and he wrote or note and he made facebook aware of it and this is the reply it says uh thank you for letting us know about this We've looked over the post and although it doesn't go against any of our specific community standards, you did the right thing by letting us know about it. We understand that it may still be offensive or distasteful to you, so we want to help you see less of things such as this in the future. From the list above, you can block and then the name of the person who'd originally posted directly, or you may be able to unfriend or follow them. What a pathetic get-out. So although it doesn't go against any of their community standards, which I think is disgraceful, yeah. here's how you can kind of see less of it. No, how about you take the bloody thing off Facebook? That is not appropriate. When you look at your demographic of people who use Facebook, you've got kids using Facebook. Yeah. So Facebook, Facebook are basically saying it's okay for these young kids, impressionable kids to see this kind of stuff going on. I mean, one of the huge problems, and I don't think I'm overreacting here, one of the huge problems that we have in the country, in fact, the world, is where vulnerable people can be very easily led. Yes. And obviously, I'm talking about the issues that we're all facing and kind of guarding against, security-wise, across the world. We see these tragic events where people who have got a certain kind of ideology are prepared to go and do stuff. Now, a lot of these people are going to be influenced by what they see online. What else, what else are Facebook going to allow to have online if that's the case? If they don't think something where some guy battering a, 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 a selfless, defenceless creature, battering it to death, is, they think that's acceptable, what the hell else do they think, think is acceptable? So that alone I think is bad, really bad. But also, I'm using Facebook for personal stuff and also for my business. Do I want to be associated with a company that has these kind of moral standards or lack of rather? That, that's my
0: whole point with all this. Because what they're saying to you from that reply is uh, we're okay for the content to exist. But what we'd like you to do is if you could just go and go over there and pop your fingers in your ears and go la 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 yeah. la 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 la. It won't bother you anymore. That's right, yeah. Because yeah. we've got people who do want to see this, and also something else I'd noticed as well, and it's now going into a whole rabbit hole of Facebook, but I saw this the other day, and it's people who who do pranks mm-hmm. and post them on social media. Now, every time you see one of these things, always remember there's the person doing it, but there's also a person filming it. So there's two people at fault here. Um, I saw it was a video that came up and I think it was on a lad Bible or one of them that someone had shared and it was a couple of guys in a van and they're driving along a road and they're talking I couldn't really work out what it was they were talking about but they were up to something and all of a sudden ahead there was a cyclist like a proper cyclist lycra helmet proper road bike obviously on a long journey road and what they did was they pulled up alongside him and they pushed him and he just at you know at speed the cyclist was going some at speed went straight into a hedge and mm-hmm. a really big hedge there's no way that guy did not get hurt and then these guys were just laughing because they just pulled this prank shared it on social media and like you say young kids now with less value about things now wanna copycat because they want all the views i mean the, look at the recent youtube shooting was the the person went in and shot those people at YouTube because she, he she was annoyed? I can't remember what, what person it was. I think it was a she. Was annoyed because they wouldn't uh, they they demonetized her channel or something? Is that what it was? Yeah. And she went. Um. If any, if if I've got this wrong, please correct us the story. But from from what I remember reading was the person who did it was annoyed because she, she they felt YouTube wasn't taking them seriously and. Wow demonetize their channel or something and they went in and shot people yeah this is the world we live in at the moment this this is what social media does to people it's quite frightening that our kids are growing up in this world but you know we can't fix it but like the point you made was this video people sharing it saying we need to share this to get something done So over to you.
1: That's that's exactly the point here, because obviously it's great to see that so many people responded. And I didn't post this to get lots of feedback. I thought, you know what, I've I've got to say this, Uh, but people do respond. And within there, a couple of people saying, yeah, but, you know, this kind of stuff needs to be shared so that something can be done about it. And instantly my reaction is, okay, how much of other of this crap do we see across Facebook? How many other horrible videos do we see across Facebook? What have you done about it? Okay, so you've seen it. You've watched it while you've been sat in that coffee shop on your backside drinking a nice, another latte. Did you get off your backside and go and do something about it? No. So don't don't tell me that by me watching this and other people watching this on social media is going to stop it. How the hell do you stop, stop some guy in his backyard tying up his dog and beating it to death with a baseball bat? How do you stop that? You can't, can you? You can't stop that because it's something that's going on behind closed doors. You can't stop it. Sure, there's the, the aftermath of it. You can prosecute him and stuff like that. But that dog has suffered now. Or whatever the incident is, Yeah, you can't... So by sharing it, it's rubbish. If you are going to share it, and I agree that it should be shared, but not on social media, share it with people who can do something about this to prevent it happening in the future. The authorities. And I'm not being all kind of high and mighty here, but let's face it. You've seen the
0: video. What
1: have you done? Nothing. End of matter. That's yeah. it,
0: as far as I'm concerned. I think in a lot of cases as well, is the, the people... In the video that have done something wrong have already been identified and prosecuted, and now this video will actually yeah. continue going out for for weeks, months, because it takes a while. Because as it gets forwarded on, people pick it up, and there's that there are people on social media that just their life revolves around. Oh, look, share, and they don't read it, they don't look at the story, they don't check if it's true. It's just reposted and and move on and then they move on to the next thing is you know I I think it is something that needs to be addressed and and I think it's a shame that you know whether we're whatever industry we're in personally or business is just now is the time I think we need to kind of sit back and take stock of what we do on social media why we're on social media how we use it um, and how much of this stuff do we want to see yeah exactly Exactly. I, I kind of, I didn't know where this uh, episode
1: was going to go, but it's just something I wanted us to talk about, mate, because it, it was it's topical, because it's just happened. I've just seen it. Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to get it off my chest. It's yeah. another one of those get it off your chest <laughs> sessions. Do you know what I mean? I, wanted, I didn't want it to be a negative show, uh, but I could just see that other people thought quite a bit about this because so many people did respond to what I posted, you know, un- unintentionally getting replies to it, which is great because it shows that, you know, thankfully, there are a lot of people in my uh, feed that have a similar kind of mindset and also disagree with it. Yeah. But, you know, all I can say on this is here look, don't be sharing this kind of stuff. You know, delete it or, or whatever. Just just don't be sharing it. Use social media to be sociable. Before we had Facebook, if I never used to get friends of mine who'd seen a video nasty where somebody had, you know, what were those videos where somebody really did die in them? I can't oh, remember. What snuff, snuff snuff videos. Yeah. I've got friends who maybe saw a snuff video. They didn't come round my house and drop a DVD through my letterbox and say, Yeah, watch that. So why is it okay to just post it on social media? Someone you know said I mean? the other
0: day, um, it's funny, I don't remember 15 years ago, my wife cooking me a Sunday lunch. And me getting my camera out and taking a picture of it, and going to Boots and get it developed and getting several <laughs> copies made, and then taking them around to my friends' houses to show them what I had for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet we do that. Yeah. But saying that, to bring to just to bring the positive <laughs> round is, you know, there is a ton of positive things about social media. Of course, awareness. Yeah. You know, the young lad that died in the London Marathon. Um, there's now a campaign where he he died. Um, I think, like, three and a half miles from the end. He was on MasterChef. He was a young lad off MasterChef. Wow. Won the finalists. um, Sadly passed away um, with three and a half miles to go. So what people are doing, and it's spread through social media, is they're going to go out and run the last three and a half miles of his marathon and donate money to a specific charity that I think his family recommended or that he supported that he was running for Um, and stuff like that you know gives me goosebumps it it actually made it hard to say them because having done uh, I you know I know how strenuous that that kind of run is and I've seen you know sadly people have tragic accidents on the marathon um stuff like that is amazing and when you see these campaigns and things where people get stuff off the ground and raise money and raise awareness i think you know sadly these kind of horrible stories taint what is otherwise can be a very great platform um for, for sharing and building communities and uh, and it's up well. In to that us, case, then well, Facebook
1: make... they need need to listen to this, don't they? I know they're not going to because let's face it. At the end of the day, Facebook, Google, re- all they are really are advertising companies. Yeah. They're, they're advertising agencies. You know, like Google can profile you. It knows exactly your age because of uh, you know the kind of content you look at, how you type, what kind of wording that you're using. They can create profiles from you or of you from that and then specifically target certain advertising for you so there's so much going on behind the doors that we're not kind of aware of but there's more to this than meets the eye but what i'm saying is this with facebook i am still thinking there is some brilliant stuff that goes on there by sharing and all this kind of stuff but really do i want to be part of it do I want to and it's not just facebook mate. it's not just social media there was a website, I can't remember if it was beginning of this year or last year, that I used to follow from day one. And I, I basically said, right, that's it. I'm not following this uh, website anymore because if they allow that kind of content, I want nothing to do with it. And that was F-stoppers. Oh, Massive right. website. Huge website. Massive. I used to love looking at F-stoppers. But my morals kind of like thought kicked in and said, no, if they're prepared to share a video of a baby elephant being set on fire, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Or I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with this particular website. And then, of course, when I posted that, people came back saying, "Well, it needs to be shared." No, okay. I get that it needs to be shared in some ways because something needs to be done about it. But rather than linking to another page where this video was held and just explaining the story, no, f stoppers put the video into their story feed so that it would attract more views, clickbait, blah 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 blah. blah and I just disagree with it. Completely yeah. disagree with it. Um, so yeah, don't don't look at f-, f stoppers. God, it's just gonna be me playing solitaire on the
0: computer soon. That's all I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> Minesweeper. <laughs> just, to, um, I just want to circle it back round to what we were talking about at the beginning because I don't think you really, we really we really touched on it enough because it's affected us at work this week. It's this GDPR because I think a lot of people don't actually realise what this means and how important it is for you as a subscriber to understand it because you know for where I work at Astute Graphics we're having a you know we're having a massive um project we've got to go through because it's all about where you store data, how you store it, how you share it and everything. So if you are listening to the show and you do subscribe to newsletters and you do subscribe to businesses or you've been a customer and you get emails from these people this is just uh, as a consumer and as uh, someone who works for a company where it's important it's really important for you to take note of these emails and to read them and to respond, because you know we've got a huge email list at work and, and and you've got a really good email list, and one of the good things about this is it is going to cleanse your list because it is going to get rid of people who genuinely aren't interested in you, and there's no point selling to them if they're not interested, so I actually think it's better to bring your email list down and have quality not quantity. I think it is going to affect a lot of businesses who rely on it because We do get so much content in our email inboxes these days that we very quickly delete stuff. And I think it's really important to help these businesses and to help you keep getting the right information. Please take the time to, to see, to look at these emails and to click that button and say, yes, I'd like to continue receiving information from you, or yes, you may continue to email me. It's going to take a couple of seconds of your life. It's a little mini inconvenience, but it's a big change for online business at the moment. And you can help these businesses continue to run. Um, and you can also, uh, going back to the profiling thing is I like that I'm profiled. Because I like that at least the advertising I get is relevant to me with the email list it's it's a little bit different is you because you have to subscribe you after you have to opt in um so all I'm saying to people is if you do get these emails, please take the time to just check. Do you still want to hear from these companies, or do you not because if you don't, that's fine but I think let's help each other out here because this is a really big change in online business at the moment. Um, there's a lot of people having to go through a lot of heartache doing it and a lot of expense. So let's just help each other. Keep you know, Say you want to hear these, get these email newsletters from people, whether it's news or offers or whatever, because in a few months' time when it's d- died down, your email inbox should be a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And as yeah. a business, your email subscriber list should be a little bit tidier and more effective for you. So... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say well, it's,
1: that. It's great. No, I think that's a very valid point to make. So, uh, yeah, nice one. But the great thing about it is as well, like I said, I mentioned that it's good because you're only going to be, uh, those of us who have email groups and newsletters, you're only going to be emailing people who have specifically said, yes, I am happy to continue to receive stuff. And also, it, it will reduce your uh, the numbers in your email group but not the quality. It's only reducing the numbers. It's okay. You know, What I'd rather have, let's say, for example, I would rather have a list of a thousand people and, you know, uh, 80% of them open it than a list of a hundred thousand names when only about 5% open it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd much rather have that. So what I am, I actually do think it's a good thing. I really do think it's a good thing. Obviously it's only affecting the EU specifically. It's designed for the EU. Uh, however, I'm uh, kind of sending it out so that everybody initially gets it across the world that subscribes to my newsletter because then I want to – it's also me, although, let's say, someone in America isn't it, obviously not in the EU, I still want to know, are you happy to still receive an email? So I'm including yeah. those in it as well. And if people in the States don't reply to me, then they'll also be bulk unsubscribed because I'm not in the habit of emailing people for the sake of emailing them. Yeah. And also, if it does reduce my email size, email group size – I pay Mailchimp less, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, there's always a positive. Yeah, you know what I mean? and also positive. if you do
0: if you do ignore those emails and and you obviously get unsubscribed by these companies, if they're that important to you, there'll come a time where you'll think, oh, I haven't heard from such and such in a while. So you go back on their website, and now when you sign up to these newsletters, that's it. You 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 are opting in. You are agreeing to it. Hopefully there won't be any more legislation where these companies are going to be turned over again by having to go through the whole process again. Um, You know, because there is a lot of stuff online now where we keep getting emails going, oopsie, um, the other day we got hacked and they got, you know, you, you know, you're the encrypted passwords that we told you you've got. Well, they got all of those and oh and they got your credit card oh we've slapped ourselves on the wrist and we suggest you change your password um we suggest you change your security system because (laughs) it's happening a lot now and then that it goes back to the whole thing of the information we put online is how much do we keep giving and how much can we moan about it after we've given it you know if you give if you give a burglar the key to your front door and he comes and steals all your personal belongings well you kind of let him do that. You gave him the hey, key. On, to... on that
1: note, you know you can do that thing with Amazon where you can give them like a thing to get into your front porch to leave your yeah. stuff. Your parcel. No way. No <laughs> way am I ever going to do that. It's no, no. If I am not in, leave it with a neighbour or leave it in an Amazon locker. Yeah. I'm not giving you a key or a password. Uh, anyway, we don't even um... let the,
0: when, when we have our food shopping delivered. Then the guy goes, "Do you want me to bring it in for you?" We don't even let the guy in the house. It's just in the... fact, you know what? While we've been doing this, I don't know if you saw me moving about a bit, but
1: the doorbell was going. Then, then it was knocking on the door. I looked outside and it was a courier. So I've probably just missed a parcel.
0: Oh, mate, you should (laughs) have. I saw you get up. I thought you were just being nosy Nora. (laughs) No,
1: no, not at all. Oh, well, I'll go knock on my neighbour's door in a minute, I'm sure. Right, okay. Well, I think we've I think we've done this one to death, literally. Yeah. I wanted to get it out there. It's great to have you back, Dave. Seriously, it is good to have you back.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Speaking of coming back around to the beginning, because we'll finish off on a on a positive note. Now we've had our blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um We are going to Photoshop World at the end of the month um, get in together, there. and and we're looking forward to seeing all our friends again. And I'm actually going on to another event afterwards called Creative Pro without you. So I'll be there a little bit longer in New Orleans. <laughs> you had to say that, didn't I know. you? You had to say that. Uh, but while we're at Photoshop World, obviously, uh, we've got some big changes coming up on the podcast. And like we say, we've got a partnership with Westcott and... JP Distribution. But... We've got some, uh, some of the episodes are going to start changing and there's going to be some additional content. Now, part of that is bringing the kind of content we've been asked and requested and we're going to be doing more interviews. While we're at Photoshop World, we're going to be seeing some people that uh, we want to interview. But if you get a chance, go on photoshopworld.com and I said it with a very pronounceable T in the middle, Photoshop. (laughs) Go to photoshopworld.com, have a look through the instructors list. And if there's anybody there you'd like us to interview and also why and any questions you've got for them, email glenn at com. And what we'll do is we're going to make a list of people that um, have had the most requests. And also we'll be interviewing hopefully interviewing people like Joe McNally um, and Matt Laskowski and, and a few other people that we know there. But if you'd like to see anyone interviewed or anything, any content you'd like coming up in future episodes, uh, the structure will be changing. We'll still be, you know, same old us and um, some some nice new ads that we'll be running. Um, but we're going to make the show a little bit more structured and there'll be some additional content, uh, both out in the general open general public and also for patreon followers as well
1: yeah we want to make this more like a rather than a chat show which obviously we're going to continue want to make it more like a radio show yeah we get all the jingles and all that kind of stuff so it's a bit more entertaining as well yeah that's what we want to do for we want to take it up another
0: level there i said it take it to the next (laughs) level (laughs) and also in time um There'll be some video stuff going on as well. We've got a few bits we're working on at the moment. So so we really do appreciate the support, the feedback, the comments. Uh, We'd really love it if you could share any of the episodes because we love that people, you know, when we post it, that they like it. Uh, It's really important if you can share it. And thanks to everyone recently that's been saying uh, they love the show and sharing the content. It's what helps us grow. It's what's going to help us take this a little bit further along than you know than we currently are and what we plan to and just yeah great thanks everyone for supporting us and for getting us where we are at the moment
1: and thank you very very much westcott and jp distribution for the sponsorship absolutely thrilled to bits that those guys are on board so uh yeah good stuff coming uh but dave i've got to get on i've got to finish chapter a certain chapter and then i'm almost there i'm almost there the book's done i've got to crack on and get that done mate great catching up with you folks thanks so much for tuning in uh and we'll probably try and drop in a very quick episode midweek coming up but dave brilliant to have you back mate don't rub it in anymore i don't need to know uh <laughs> folks i'll see you later thank you bye yeah, thanks again bye <laughs>